What's up guys? We believe teenagers have been put in a box and under a stereotype, and we want to break out of that. Every week, we talk with the next generation of innovators and influencers about stuff like entertainment, fashion, sports, and food. We also get the perspective on current topics, as well as find out what keeps them motivated on the daily. Welcome to Juvie. What is going on, Juvie listeners? We're back with another episode. Yes, we are. Super excited for this one. It's a guest we've been wanting to have on for a while. Yep. We're here, we're live, but if you guys are listening on audio... One thing they need to do, Josh, what is it? Download the episodes. You guys have been killing that. Let's continue to do that. And if they're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share the video with someone who's an entrepreneur, into business, real estate, maybe yeah. a little hint. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking with today? Today, we are joined by three brothers. Yes, brothers. We're some of the most entrepreneurial brothers on the market right now. Let's go. The Donis brothers. How are you guys doing? doing good, well. man. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing well. great. Doing well. Of course. Amazing. For the people listening or viewing, who are you guys? What are your names? Ages? All of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kerwin Donis. I'm 20 years old. I'm Kenneth Donis. I'm 23 years old. I'm Jeffrey Donis. I'm 20 years old as well. Amazing. And, and you guys? Uh, we amazing. Yeah. You guys, we, uh, we, go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. We're multifamily. Uh, we're multifamily investors. Amazing. Right. What's that? What's that mean? Because I actually don't know what that, that wording is. Yeah. Um, Pretty much, we buy apartment complexes and, and we help other people passively invest in them. Gotcha. So that's kind of just really what it is. That's super cool. Wow. So when did you guys start investing in real estate? Yeah, Kenny can kind of tell you yeah, guys how so, we started. Um, I mean, this goes back a few years ago. I was in college, uh, sitting in my apartment, watching The Breakfast Club, and I saw this guy named Mark Wynn come on, started speaking about wholesaling real estate. And he caught my attention because he had said that he came from nothing, no cash, no credit, and no education. And he came on and said that he built a multi-million dollar business. So that really caught my attention. I was at the time, you know, looking to become a physician assistant. So I was thinking of like being, you know, having a six-figure salary. And he kind of broke that paradigm for me. That's super yeah. cool. And then, yeah, we were all like college students at the time when we first got into it. Um, but it was really just something that we, we went to Guatemala for the first time in January of 20, or it was December going into the, the new year of 2020. Uh, we realized that we come from like a very impoverished background. Our mom is a single mother uh, immigrant from Guatemala. Wow. So we didn't like, we had never been there. Um, but when we came back, we were like, yeah, we were definitely not, uh, taking the initiative in regards to like how we can produce income yeah. and start a business and change yeah. our family's lives. So that's kind of what pushed it off. And then Kerwin kind of, you know, just briefly add, I mean, before that uh, we were rising freshmen in college. Um, not, not too much older than you guys are now. And uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the sound before. That's the book that kind of broke me. I, I like to say that. Um, that's yeah. really planted the entrepreneurial seeds in, in my brothers and I. Um, and I started cold calling for a flipper, but I, I still wasn't an entrepreneur yet. I was gotcha. just learning to work for skills and not money. And that was really what started yeah. our journey. Wow. That's super amazing. I mean, you guys are young and killing it. So congrats, yeah. just off the bat, congrats. So you said you. you were young in college. Did you grow up um, having the mindset that college was the way to be successful? Yeah, I would say um, I'll touch on like, from my opinion, it's um, we definitely, like our single mom, right? Her dream for, as being an immigrant was to come to America. 100%. Kids to go to school, get a degree, and then get a high paying job yeah. so that we didn't have to do what we did, right? Because she cleans houses. Wow. Um, and that's kind of what, my opinion, like that's kind of how we were raised. And yeah. obviously, start reading these entrepreneur books, everything changed. Wow. Um, so now, how do you stand on college? Like, do you think that you still have to go to college to be successful? Yeah, so uh, I would definitely say no. 
you know, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have, um, you know, dentists, people that are, that you need a specialized knowledge 100%. in. 100%. I, I would say I would want my dentist and my attorney and yeah. my doctors to go to college yeah. and learn all of that. But um, if you're going to be an entrepreneur or business or have a specialized knowledge in something else, I definitely don't think you need college. Uh, in fact, we actually all ended up dropping out and oh, wow. pursuing entrepreneurship. I think... Yeah, just to add, I mean... Good. I was just going to say, for me being in high school, I mean, I've always grown up, same thing, college is kind of like the route. But I think the the hard part for me being in like the normal school, school system, at least, you know, last year I was, is that it seems like the school system is teaching for one type of learner. And for me, I... A more, I've always had an entrepreneur mindset, and I think the school system slowly was teaching me to become more of an employee opposed to, you know, going after, you know, opposed to the CEO route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I always tell my brothers, um, back in high school, I would always look up, because I always knew I wanted to be successful. We all did, and help my mom, but we always thought in the context of the job. Yeah. I would look up, like, what's the job I can get? And no yeah. one ever taught me just think what business can I start mm-hmm. or, you know, just outside of it. So I think that's a paradigm that we need to break, but we're definitely conditioned in school to, uh, to think in the context of a job and a salary. 100%. Yeah. And in school, in regards to like, we're, I'm, I'm a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki and Kim Kiyosaki. And yeah. one thing that they talk about a lot is how the school doesn't teach you anything about money, nothing about money. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's, like she talked about a story where um, they have a, sh- a show called the rich dad uh, radio show. And on the show, she had one of her friends whose kid was in school and the teacher was giving each of the students uh, different professions that they could be like a police officer, a garbage man, et cetera. And then the daughter of the entrepreneur was like, I want to own the business. And she was like, no, you can't do that. Mm, and it was, wow. because, it was like, it was like literally, if you think about it, that's because that's why everyone goes to school and becomes yeah. an employee because the people, them, you know, they think like that. And it's yeah. yeah. Well, now that you've broken out of that mindset and that you've realized that being an entrepreneur can lead to so much more, how did that lead you to like buying your first property? Like what was that process? Yeah. So, I mean, when we got back from Guatemala, we just knew that we had a lot of privilege here. We call it American privilege, but it's like, if you're born here, you have opportunities. So um, we decided to take action as soon as we got, as soon as we got back, uh, Kenneth pulled a list, which is just a list of data of homeowners. We started in single family, which is just like houses that we live in. Gotcha. Um, and we were going to wholesale it. And Kenneth can dive into what wholesaling is, but that was our first real estate deal. Wow. Yeah, so just to, you know, like in a nutshell, basically what wholesaling is, is you find a property that is distressed, whether the homeowner is just going through something and you put it under contract at a certain price and you find an end buyer who still has, you know, can go in either flip the property or use it as a rental mm-hmm. and they'll buy it at, it at an even higher price. Gotcha. So you basically make the middle, you assign them the contract. So uh, that's okay. what we had started out doing. Um, and you know, we kind of got into creative finance and my brother Jeff can kind of, yeah, creative financing is really just like a, it's, it's like a phrase that one of our mentors put on it. Um, or I don't know who put on it, but it's just a description of how you can buy a property with on a creative term. So for example, we got two rentals. Um, one of the rentals that we got, we call it seller financing. That's gotcha. how we bought it. So we had the seller agree to finance us the property where they would be acting like the bank. So for example, let's say there's a house and the seller wants to sell it. Um, we, would, we would try to talk to them and negotiate where we will give you $100,000 for the house because that's what they want. But we'll make payments on it over 30 years rather than giving them that full $100,000 in one lump sum. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then what we do is put a tenant there and they rent it out 
to us and we make the difference. So that's how we produce cash flow. I see. Gotcha. Wow, I'm learning a lot already. Yeah, like I have no idea about in. any of that. This stuff. is crazy. I think, yeah, the listeners are going to love this. So now, obviously, with your guys' age, I feel like there's so many advantages. But off the bat, did you ever um, feel like people maybe didn't trust you as much because of your age? So in, in single family, we a lot of it was over the phone. So um, it's all about confidence and, and what you know. So gotcha. yeah, that's kind of worked to our benefit because people wouldn't know how old we are. They, yeah. they might say, oh, you sound young, but that's pretty much it. But definitely multifamily, um, once we started getting out there and attending networking events, we became more aware of how old we were. Yeah. Um, not always a bad thing, but it, it definitely because you're face-to-face with people. And in, in uh, multifamily real estate, I think there's more of an emphasis on relationships. And so, you know, it, whether it works against us or for us, it definitely became something we became uh, more conscious of. Yeah, yeah. I was, and I would say, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like what I do on our team is I I, I raise money and I also just build uh, relationships with investors. Um, the one thing I can say is we all spend a lot of time educating ourselves. So regardless of what age you are, I always like to say age is a, a mindset. Yeah. So you can exactly. learn a lot of education. You can spend a lot of time mastering your craft. And regardless of how old you are, like we all have the same amount of time, and not everyone might not be grinding as hard as you are. So. Um, you can accumulate a lot of knowledge, maybe not everything, right? But you can also just build your network and stuff like that. So what yeah. we did really well, in my opinion, is leveraging other people that had mm-hmm. more experience and uh, just more knowledge than we did. Um, that way, we were able to get into these doors a lot faster. I think we've 100% learned that uh, through these last couple of months with the podcast because we just started back in March. So we're completely, we're eight months in. Every episode, we're learning something new. Yeah. And I think the number one thing me and Josh has learned is whether or not the creators that we're going to are in the podcast world, there's something to learn from all of them. Definitely. And I think, I think sometimes maybe what happens with teenagers is not to say that all teenagers stuck up, but sometimes teenagers are kind of know-it-alls. And I think the one thing not like... I thought I knew podcasts pretty well. And then I got into the world and I started going to creators that are doing it better than me. 100% has been a game changer. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's true that like you can be in a field that you think you know a lot about mm-hmm. and then meet one person and then you realize you know nothing. Yeah. So like, is that kind of how you felt in real estate or did you kind of yeah, I mean, start off pretty well? Yeah. And Albert Einstein actually said the quote, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It kind of sounds like you, you're pretty much saying the same thing where the more that you learn, the more you know, learn that you don't know. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what I yeah. think. Most intelligent people, in my opinion, they'll think like that. Where, where they'll never, the people that tend to know the least act like they know the most mm-hmm. and vice versa. The people that, you know, are very humble typically know more than the ones that aren't. Yeah. So we completely agree. And for us, it's always just about being like a lifelong learner. And I think that's what kind of going back into the college, uh, my brother touched on it as well, but going back into school and how you're programmed, it's almost like once you graduate, you're done learning. Mm. Um, and it's just like you're not working and that's it. Um, I feel like, I think most people probably don't even read, you know, after, after they graduate, but for us, we didn't even graduate college. Or, so, um, it was always just learning, uh, reading books, listening to podcasts, audiobooks, books, yeah. like that. Yeah. I just to quickly add, there is a, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of analysis paralysis where a lot of people like they'll just be so in, in, engrossed in the education step that they don't really take action. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. something we're really good at. I would say Kenneth is probably the best at it. Um, you know, he, he takes action without really having to get stuck in that in that stage where you learn everything, which we, we like to say he's the most fearless on the team. And it always, it's not always a great thing, but uh, it's, it's a superpower, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. something that's important. Yeah, I, like, I think there's, you know, checks and balances. And like you said, a lot of people get caught in analysis paralysis. But the way I see it is as soon as you have a thought, the, the, the longer it takes to monetize the thought, the least likelihood of you being able to monetize it will, mm. ha- will be okay. basically saying – 
if you think of something or a business or an idea, the longer it takes for you to put that idea into action, the least chance you will have of actually being able to make money off of that idea or, you know, have that idea be a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, getting stuck in analysis paralysis, I'm always on go, you know, I just like to, I think of something, I I put it into action. If it doesn't work, okay, on to the next. That's kind of how I think. Yeah. And then of course, like there's checks and balances to that. That could be a negative. We kind of like, we're trying to jump into things and what Kerwin does really well is kind of just like, okay, and myself included. Uh, we'll kind of just sit back and we're more of like the analytical type. Mm. And we'll let's think about it before we just jump right in kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I think it's really good to have a balanced team because me and Josh definitely have those things. Josh is better at some stuff. I'm better at some stuff. Yeah. And I think especially going into it with a team and you guys as brothers, me and Josh aren't siblings, but very close connection, basically like brothers. Yeah. And I think obviously our relationship as friends has grown so much. You know, when you actually have to come together to build something, you realize how much you learn. So I'm sure you guys as brothers are super close. But then slowly over time, you realize, oh, Knight's better at this. Oh, Josh is better at this. And overall, we've become so much of a stronger team, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why we think, I mean, we just work so well together. Um, Some things that I just don't want to do, Kenneth is good at, and some things that you know, Kerwin wants to do or whatever. We kind of just figure it out. But I think that's why it's so important to have a good team. And yeah. that's something that Robert Keith talks a lot about. Yeah, and I mean, so like something that I've learned just from having my own podcast and interviewing a lot of people is some of the best teams have partnerships where one of uh, one of the partner strengths complements the others. And so like my strengths mm-hmm. are his weaknesses and vice versa. <clears throat> so I don't know if you guys like have seen that in your own relationship. 100%. And I'd love to know. I mean, do you guys, uh, are, are one of you good at something that the other isn't and vice versa? 100%. Yeah, I'd... I'd say that Knight is definitely way better with the social media because, I mean, his, if you guys didn't know, his, um, is it full-time? Yeah, I do freelance social media on the side and marketing. And obviously, I'm so young that I'm always learning, so I just apply everything into Juvie. Yeah. And I think – and then Josh is very good on the back-end communications. He's really – he – he, has, he would say some stuff that I would hold back on. So I think like how you guys were saying, he's not afraid to you know ask a question about something that I'd be like, oh, I don't, like, I don't know if we should ask that. He just doesn't think twice about it. And so yeah. it ends yeah. up becoming a 10 times better interview because he'll get the answer that I would have never asked, right? And then oh, also that, yeah. to find that, you'd find the guest that I'd yeah. never find. So it's, it's a definitely a balance. Um, yeah, and I've just been thinking about analysis paralysis. I've never heard that term before. But now that you've brought it up, I've realized that I've definitely been like guilty of falling into that before um yeah so what advice would you give to me for someone who has analysis paralysis about starting real estate yeah i, yeah. Mean, I think that's normal to get analysis paralysis. i think all of us have fallen victim to it um and even like the most successful people that you've probably heard of um, have also fallen yeah. into that trap and I'll, I'll be brief but um i'll say step one would just be be aware that you're in analysis paralysis and mm. step two just set a deadline to take action yeah. Because honestly, you're never going to know everything. And the best way to learn is to fail forward. Um, like, honestly, that's what most successful people have said. You learn on the go. Yeah. Um, so you just give yourself uh, what we did when we got into real estate, uh, particularly transition from single family to multifamily real estate, is we um, literally gave ourselves a month to learn as much as we could about multifamily and apartments and syndications. And then we just decided to take action. We started our podcast. We started interviewing people like this without even knowing anything. So like mm-hmm. literally we were just asking questions, like genuinely just we had no idea. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. I think we literally, that's kind of kind of what happened for us. We yeah. had the idea in December of 2020. We took all of January and February prepping, getting gear, learning, you know, how do I get a podcast on the internet? How do I ask good questions that aren't one-sided? And so we took those two months and then come March, we knew we had so much to learn, but the only way we we're going to learn it 
was by applying yeah. and, you know, starting to interview people. Yeah. And now that we look back on our first episodes, it's like we're, we're so proud of where we started and we're so proud of where we're at now because six months from now, we know we'll be that much better. Yeah. But kind of like, yeah. and I think especially for teenagers, it's um, th- the time is to their advantage. But when it comes to the mentality of it, they're like, well, I could just start it in two years because I'll still be 17. Like I could have, you know, put that mindset kind of, I could have applied that or I could have been like, I have these next years to build. And then by the time I'm 17, I could be killing the podcast game. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. One quote that that reminds me of is uh, a quote that we were actually just talking about the other day. And the quote is either one day or day one you choose. And mm. basically what that is saying is, you know, you, everyone has dreams and you can say, Oh, one day I'll do this one day. I'll do that. Uh, but it could either be one day I'll do that or, today's day one that I'm going to get started on that yeah. and actually build towards my dream. 100%. I, I think I, my question would be for you guys is if for a teenager who has a lot of ideas, how do they narrow it down to one? Yeah. I mean, I would kind of just, I think it's really just picking, uh, making like a list of 10 things that interest you. And then in that order, I mean, obviously you're not going to do all of them. And it really just comes down to, like you said, as a young person, you have so much time. So, I think taking action and learning what you actually like, um, and you won't know until you try it. So for us, we kind of, I guess we got lucky at least somewhat upon real estate. And the thing that we, the reason we really ended up joining real estate, I guess, was because we kept hearing that like 99% of millionaires are made in real estate and stuff mm. like that. And we came across wholesaling and we were like, well, this sounds like it's something that we can do. I mean, yeah. they say no money needed, no experience, anything like that. So yeah. And just to also build off of that, I would say if you're like, for example, your age, 16 or 17, I would honestly encourage you to just start exploring what you're interested in, like everything. You have time, and so you have the the flexibility and the the, the room for risk. You mm, know, like yeah. that's the best time to, to explore your, all your options and not tie yourself down to one thing. The only reason we lunged into real estate and focused on that is because we're so confident in it. But if you guys are not you, in, in the general sense, yeah, someone isn't isn't confident in what they want and sure that that's the path for them, then I think the best thing is to just kind of feel it around and, and, and look and explore all their options before really committing to one. Definitely. 100% agree. It's great. Yeah. So now we've kind of covered the motivation of how it started, how to get it started and stuff like that. I want to move on to my favorite part. <laughs> I would love to talk about the numbers. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. how much property, like either value or amount, do you guys own? Yeah. So the exact number. So <clears throat> we just closed on an apartment complex. So like in single family, Houses where we live are, I would say, on average, are worth two hundred to three hundred thousand, just depending on the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and then for apartment complexes, it goes up just based on the amount of units, right? So we just closed on an apartment complex that is one hundred thirty-eight units wow, uh, last month. Wow. And that one is, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And that one's worth seventeen point eight million. Wow. Um, now we don't own that entire thing just ourselves, right? We have partners, but in regards to assets under management, that's kind of why we want like multifamily so much is because yeah. of the scalability of it. So. We have two rentals, single family houses that we got through creative financing, kind of like I explained earlier, um, plus the apartment complex. And we have uh, two more apartment complexes closing right before the end of the year. So wow. that'll, that'll be like three times the amount that I just said. Wow. Congratulations. That's huge. And especially for your guys, yeah. it, it, like, it just completely proves yeah, that honestly. Who, like, you guys are literally young tw- in your 20s. Yeah. And usually people would be like, oh, let me go to you know, real estate. Let me get my real. So do you need your real estate license? No, no, none of us have it. Whoa. Yeah, no, being a realtor, you're on the retail side of things, so you're selling houses. Yeah. Or you could be a broker, which is like the commercial 
uh, commercial like counterpart to a realtor. Yeah. So a realtor sells and lists a house and then brokers list and sell apartments and commercial mm-hmm. properties. Um, and so, no, you don't need your license. We have friends that have their license, but uh, we're on the investment side. So yeah, mm-hmm. mainly investment. Uh, okay. What we do is, and like you mentioned earlier, it's all about building your team. So we work with commercial real estate brokers to find our, our deals, um, but they have their license. We don't. So they're on our team. Therefore, we leverage their license to find the deal. Gotcha. I, I don't really want to go and find it. They kind of do that aspect of it, yeah. and we'll buy it. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So, in like basically, in a nutshell, like my brother explained earlier, what we do is apartment syndication. So, we'll we'll study markets. We'll look for apartments um, that are for sale, and we'll raise the equity, go out and get debt on these properties, and bring on investors onto the. Uh, apartments now these are of course bigger apartments so it takes a bigger team um and and you know a lot of people to kind of close on something like this i see what you're saying yeah we definitely don't own like the biggest portion of it but you know just doing it at at our age or uh you know there's a lot of people that have started doing it at our age which is is, is awesome you can just learn that's kind of what our goal is right now i mean um we're, we're able to be on the team like we're learning we're growing our portfolio but the main thing for us right now is just learning, uh, networking with these people. A lot of these people are like two times, three times our age. Yeah. So you, it's a wealth of knowledge that we're gaining just by being in, in the room, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I just want to add, I mean, so like a lot of people might look and say like, we're the exception, but that's not the case. And if, if I was someone and I was your age or even just in general, like uh, my counterparts, 20 years old, my peers, um, the advice I'd have for them in general is just focus on investing in relationships, building relationships now because real estate specifically, but a lot of business and, and, and entrepreneurship is relationship based. Mm-hmm. So if you plant seeds now and you're so young, like think 10 years, you're only going to be 30. You're going to know these people for 10 years and they're going to see you just have that much more respect for you. They'll trust you. Opportunities will be abundant. Um, and also just, uh, I think if you guys have any questions about financial literacy, but I think that's like the best thing for people our age to learn now because we're not taught that yeah, um, yeah. financial literacy, the foundation, it's the mindset because if you have a wealthy mindset, then you can do anything. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's something we've definitely learned is how important the relationships are. For sure. So you guys probably don't know this, but I'm a big fan of Kanye West. I love his mindset. I love how innovative he is. Yeah. I saw him on an interview the other day, and he was basically just talking about He's like, my money is not good anywhere. He's like, my relationships are worth 10 times more than my money. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I literally can't go anywhere and spend money. People think that's the dream, but he's like, I've come to realize that like the relationships I've built with all these different people in all these different fields – just means 10 times more yeah and now for you guys being young and i know sometimes when young people come into money they're you know they go crazy with it but how do you guys how do you guys balance it like how much are you putting back in how much are you taking for yourselves yeah that's a good question yeah well, yeah i mean i'll be, be i'll be completely honest we're reinvesting everything back into the business yeah um and that's just the way we like it like we're very frugal and i think our goal is to escape the rat race and retire our mom and yeah. the way you do that, and this might be like a good learning lesson for your listeners, but the way you escape the rat race, which is pretty much when people go get a nine to five job to pay off their school, their student debt, or um, just cover their living expenses. And so what we're trying to do is keep our expenses as low as possible and yeah. generate enough passive income to cover those expenses. Because once you generate enough passive income to cover your living expenses, you're out of the rat race and you have financial freedom. And once you're at that point in your life, you can take more risks, you can start more businesses 100%. because you know that at the very minimum, your basic living expenses are covered. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, just searching for an investment that pays you to own it is kind of how we're going about it. Yeah, Yeah. I see. 
So what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who wanted to get into real estate, like who's young? Yeah, I would say start learning, um, reading books. So like we have a podcast called the Real Estate Monopoly Podcast. Um, you can listen to that. You can listen to, if you want, like find a niche, but because all podcasts have different niches. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say first before any of that is read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So okay. That way you understand. Um, that's just how we got into real estate, honestly. We, we heard him talk about it. We were like, huh, like this is something that's interesting. Yeah. Another awesome podcast, Bigger Pockets. So I would say first start educating yourself and then you'll kind of learn where you can fit in um, at best. And also just like another quick advice before I remember this yeah. is going to local meetups or events. A lot yeah. of these are free. You can just go network, uh, talk to people, you know, get their phone numbers and just kind of find a way to bring them value or something like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, what I would say is, um, I mean, whether you're looking to get into real estate or whatever it is you are looking to do, whether you're 15, 20, 30, 35, it doesn't really matter. I think it starts with believing in yourself mm -hmm. and just knowing that literally anything you put your mind to is possible as long as you back that up with action. So yeah. you just have to think about what you want to do, set goals, and then you know work your way towards those goals. Actually take action every day. Learning is great, but also take some action. Yeah, I mean, I'll be brief, but to add to that, I kind of – off what Jeff said. Um, I think we're, we were firm believers that you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, and so depending on where you want to go in life, if you want to be in real estate, find five people that are in real estate and try to be around them as much as possible. And it would be ideal to have that be in person, but if it can't be in person, you can, uh, like if people listen to your podcast, I would say you're two of the people they surround themselves with. Yeah. They consume your content all the time because just because you're not in the same room, if they're listening to these people or watching them on YouTube, um, that, that counts as your circle. 100 percent and that's we've learned that i mean us it's it's through social media it's over facetime because of where we're at but like we've we've come to the point where creators when we came into the game that we looked up to now we can access in one call and we've realized how important that asset is and that's legitimately i yeah. credit a lot of our success to being able to evolve from learning from these people Definitely. and now our wrap-up question for every guest and i know you guys are in your 20s but from your age and from an outside perspective what do you feel the most misunderstood thing is I think um, <clears throat> the school system, I would say like people think that just going to school, going literally like, I don't know, I'll just, I'll just have a flashback to right now and then of my friends and maybe myself back in high school, I thought I'd go to college, get a degree, graduate, get a job. And then after that, it was kind of blank. I just picked myself wearing like a suit and tie to work every day and working like in a cubicle. And then I didn't even know how, you know, what, what happened after that. It kind of just, that's what my thought was. Yeah. Um, and I would look around my, my peers and they would, you know, I, I thought they thought the same thing. But now it's like misunderstood thing is that's really not the way you want to go. A lot of people we're, we're networking with now that are doing real estate all wish they would have started at our age. Mm, yeah. um, all wish they didn't go the traditional route because now they're trying to get into real estate or now they're building their portfolio, trying to replace the income that um, and also just covering the expenses that they have created for themselves. So I think the most understood thing in my opinion is, is pretty much the school system. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, the most misunderstood thing is uh, goals. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, they have the concept, you know, if you tell somebody, hey, you could be a millionaire, you can be a billionaire, you can do whatever you want. Um, their first thought is to think, oh, not me. But mm. really, the the fact of the matter is that people just don't think big enough. And that is why they are so constrained to their lives now. Yeah, it, it's, it's because of their goals, their goals aren't big enough. So I would say the most misunderstood thing is uh, the goals. Mm. Love yeah, it. and 
for me, it would just be uh, someone who, like a lot of people in college right now, they they think that they know what they want to do, but they're not really intentionally thinking about what they what, what path they want to choose. And mm-hmm. so I would say, um, like a lot of people just kind of go by the status quo and they care about what people think. And so for us, I mean, it was scary to drop out of college. For me, it was the hardest. I took an extra year before I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just place a lot of value in other people's opinions. And I think that's what people miss. miss they, they place too much value on that. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, it's your life. And that sounds cliche, but it's, that's because it's true. Yeah. Um, it's your life. And, and at the end of the day, if you take a path and end up winning, people are going to ask you how you did it. And in yeah. hindsight, they're going to be like, oh, I wish I'd done that, like they said. So I think the value that people place on other people's opinions is misunderstood. Wow. Yeah. Three yeah. amazing answers. I love those answers. Um, and I hope you guys love them too. To the listeners, thank you so much for joining us, Donis Brothers. Um, and for anybody listening at home, Make sure to download the episode. Well, before like. they do that, before they do that, you guys got to go run up all these boys' oh, social yes, medias. So we're going to drop all their links. So if you guys are interested First link in the description, the books they mentioned, we're going to link their Instagram, their website, if that's podcast. there, TikTok, podcast. Yep. Go run it up. Go do all their stuff. After you follow theirs, then download, you like, should, subscribe. Yeah. Download, like, subscribe on, or download everything on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yep. Google Podcasts. Um, do you have any? All of it. All of it. Everything. And then like, subscribe, everything. You guys know the drill. Um, But great episode. That's a wrap.